Welcome to the Practice Podcast, conversations probing the nature of practice. I'm your host, Dave Firon. This is a conversation with a former student, Jess or Jessica Mora, who is working in the payroll system of a large company. So on the surface, I'm thinking, wow, what can my listeners learn from someone who does payroll? And here's the answer. An awful, awful lot about the nature of practice as it is lived through the experience of a very fine young woman. And so her responses to my sometimes a little crazy questions were so upbeat, so generally optimistic, and she loves to learn. And she has gone through, as everyone has in corporate America, a tremendous amount of changes in the work itself and therefore in herself. So yeah, it it turned out to be quite a conversation. And the coincidence is when I posted a reflection on episode six uh, with Peter Vale today in LinkedIn and Facebook. We were featuring his conjecture that change has put us in a position where we all have to become reflective beginners, reflective beginners. We have to learn again and again and again. And it was perfectly mapped on to what Jess has been through and loves being through, loves the variety and change regarding how to make sure everyone is properly and effectively and fairly paid in in her company. So there was the LinkedIn Facebook post with Peter's conjectures in the book to, I linked it to the place in the book where Peter made a quote. And now I finished this conversation with someone whose comments, as you'll hear, are just about like I planned the, the connection between the two. And I didn't. And that's the fun of this. There's so much to learn and almost everything is connected to everything. So here is Jess Mora. Well, folks, whenever I get a little bit homesick for my professorial career, <laughs> which is now past me by six years, I love to find out what former students are doing, which you've heard me do fairly regularly over the last 180 episodes. But I, I came across a reference to Jess Mora in LinkedIn, which said Jess has been promoted to senior, no, special, payroll specialist. Yep. For a, a, a really wonderful company called New Motion. And I think it's wonderful because they make sure that people who have mobility challenges uh, get the right combination of equipment they need. Does that sound pretty close to what New Motion does? Exactly. Yep. When um, around 2000, 2001, uh, Peter Vale, who has brought me into this work, focus on practice, and who had been my uh, favorite teacher at University of Connecticut, 
I underwent minor surgery, which led to uh, an infection in his spine column, and that led to him being paralyzed for the rest of his life. Wow. So in a way, uh, we're, we're reconnecting with, with Peter Vale in regard to how important it was for him to have every means of mobility possible, certainly various wheelchairs, but there are a lot of other things that I, I remember him telling me about mm -hmm. that because he kept up the good fight. He, <laughs> he was uh, right to the end, really wanting to be as with people and with mm -hmm. life as possible. So that touches me that we're having this conversation. But also, when we first caught up uh, prior to this, we talked about what your life was like at CCSU. And of course, in my class. <laughs> so let's, let's roll the, the time bar back. Sure. And uh, what are some of your farmers' recollections of your years at CCSU? Um, I really liked, well, thanks for having me. <laughs> it's oh, been great I'm to sorry. catch up. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> um, it's been great talking to you. Like you said, just bringing back a lot of memories. It's been uh, longer than I thought. <laughs> it's so funny how time flies. You don't think about it until you're like, oh, how long was that? Oh, yeah, I remember that year. Oh, let's not think about that anymore. <laughs> what was that year that you let you finished? 2014. Yeah. 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 So. A little, a little long ago, but it was fun. Um, I really, I have always lived in Connecticut, so it was really easy and convenient for me to continue um, working my jobs and staying in touch with all the people that were still in Connecticut as well. And I came from a couple small schools, so you know, just being able to keep those like tight knit friends was great. Um, I worked at least one job, sometimes two while still going to school. Um, I didn't live on campus so I could work and go home and come back, <laughs> save mm -hmm. some money, pay off which, some bills, you know, which is basically about over 60% of our, of our population, yeah. which yeah. made it wonderful for me to be teaching management and organization behavior because yep. every day that you were at work, you were in the laboratory, mm -hmm. if you will, yep. of everything that our books and conversations and yeah. exercises address. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, and it I, was, I do remember that you were, you had a very strong work ethic. Mm -hmm. And it was great um, to be able to, I, I think a lot of people that go to college and they get a, a job that they know that they're leaving. So they might not try to advance. So they might not try um, to kind of push themselves because they know it's a temporary position uh, where being at Central, I could push myself and I could say, I wonder if I can be a supervisor. I wonder how far I can go here. So taking on those extra training courses and taking on a little extra responsibility, I knew that it wasn't just a dead end and it wasn't going to be a waste. So it was a good opportunity for me to grow and see where it kind of took me instead of knowing that it was going to end. And I think that I probably would have had the attitude of, Oh, I'm just quitting in six months. So there's no reason for me to try to be a manager here first. Um, it crossed my mind when you were saying that, that there's a sort of a hope it's a cliche about uh, rental cars when someone has rented a car and they're and uh, something like I spill coffee or something. Mm -hmm. They said, oh, it's no problem. It's just a rental. <laughs> yep. 
nowadays the rental car companies have caught onto that. And it's, yeah. it's quite a penalty if you don't have the car come back in perfect <laughs> condition. But there was that sense of, um, I'm just doing this for now. Yet, I can tell you over the fairly large number of former students that I've connected with, those first jobs were largely in corporations where there was eventually many ways that they could have stayed on and do. Uh, What was your primary and most uh, pleasant job when you were still at Central? Oh, boy. Um... (laughs) Uh, jobs are hard, right? Because thinking about jobs and thinking about all the tasks that we did, and there's nothing that I did that I would continue really doing. I mean, I loved working at a coffee shop. Um, I liked the like casual atmosphere. I remember my bosses mostly. And I remember like my coworkers mostly. And I have friends that I worked with that I'm still in touch with. Mm -hmm. Um, I have bosses that I've worked for who I'm still in touch with. And Um, I would go back to working with any of them and working for any of them, um, anywhere that they went. So I, I think that that's almost more important than like what I was doing. It was, it's who you're doing it with. Cause I think that you learn a lot more and it really changes your experience. The people that you're working with and the people in your management, um, if it was a good experience or not. Oh, absolutely. And uh, the, the, the sinecure of your uh, success in that is that you are still in touch mm-hmm. you know, quite a few years later mm-hmm. and would uh, look forward to in, in another world to be yeah. working with them again. I don't hear yeah. that often. That's quite nice, Jess. Yeah. Uh, uh, now, about the classroom. Sure. Uh, of course, the only course that you thought was wonderful was mine. So uh, <laughs> we can cut right through to that. No, but I'm kidding. I always kid about that because I was very, <laughs> prou- very proud of the students in my classes and, and the way we created uh, some pretty interesting experiences. What about that do, do, do you remember about our classroom when you'd walk through that door? About our class specifically? Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked that your class felt like like real world, like networking experiences versus, and you were like kind of guiding us through like how to have these interactions and how to have these conversations. Um, But at the end of the day, it was all up to us to really have, like have the ideas and what we wanted to talk about. And you kind of led us to articles or you led us to videos, but, and maybe like asked some questions, but allowed us to ask like the follow-up questions and allowed us to have that curiosity of like what we were doing next or what we wanted to talk to a speaker about versus a lot of other classes where um, someone standing up front telling us their experience, we had to memorize it and then we got tested on it. <laughs> and um, it was a, just a totally different experience and it felt more like actual learning and growth versus learning and memorizing. Mm. Um, and I, I really do appreciate that. Absolutely. Well, of course, I, I wasn't just pandering uh, for that lovely comment uh, for the <laughs> podcast. I, I, there's a there's a method behind that because mm-hmm. This morning, uh, when I was uh, putting out a feature in LinkedIn and then in Facebook, uh, where I was reprising uh, one of the episodes I had with Peter Vale, episode six, uh, the clip that I had used back then and then again was bringing back for the LinkedIn was him talking about how we must understand that change is making it such that we are all 
beginners again and again and again and mm-hmm. again. Credentials, uh, fancy titles, you name it. Two years ago, and then many years before that, when Peter talked about permanent whitewater change, uh, you just couldn't um, work on whatever you memorized, with yeah. whatever you memorized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even if it, well, if, if it was a classic poem or something, yeah. sure, or some passage from the Bible. But ideally, in the world of organization and management literature that we were that we were testing out of. And I say testing out to see if we wanted to have any of it in our life going forward. Uh, it was about taking the theory and then massaging it with others in your teams. Mm-hmm. And what do you make of this? And what what how does this apply to the video that Doc is showing and mm-hmm. all of that? Because that it was what both Peter and I believed is the requirement for becoming a beginner again and again and again. Mm -hmm. It takes curiosity, which you've already mentioned, and humility. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yep. So I want to jump then to payroll. Mm -hmm. Now, of all the things going on in every kind of company, tiny to huge, and I know that uh, New Motion is a very large company, what you said, we think, payroll. Gee, that's just kind of standardized, routinized, regularized, all the eyes. What could um, Jess Mora possibly be learning to grow by working with payroll? Oh, man. It's a terrible put down I'm giving you, but I'm doing it because I know you have a very positive answer to that. Yes. Well, payroll in itself was a huge learning experience for me. Um, I know in school, we learned about like HR law and we learned about FLSA and we learned all about those big ones, but we didn't really learn about, it sounds silly, but we didn't really learn how to like calculate a paycheck for someone. And I know like someone gets paid and you're like, oh yeah, like it's Friday, you have to cut a check. Like you can't just take out like your closest checkbook and write a number on there and hand it to someone. (laughs) You have to learn like what taxes need to come out and how much you should pay them and why, and why this person gets paid more and this person gets paid even more, um, when to give raises and how to track all that stuff. And now luckily there's a lot of software for it. (laughs) Um, Oh no, there's putting you out of, (laughs) putting you out of a job. Um, no. So part of my, like me personally, part of what I love is learning the software. So I really like the HRIS is what they call it portion of it, which I guess is sort of an MIS degree, like management information systems. Yes. Um, More of the IT side of things. Uh, And I get a lot of experience with that in payroll, which is great. And I really like to help design the systems. Um, If there's a new department, like advising what numbers to use and I, I don't do any of that in my current role, but I did that at my previous job when we implemented ADP from, a, I'm sorry, implemented Paycom after using ADP for so long. Mm-hmm. We had to set up like a whole new system um, and like mm-hmm. re-choose department numbers. And it was just so nice to reorganize it <laughs> um, yeah. because everything was kind of, oh, what number is not used? Let's just throw one in there. Um, <laughs> and it was great when we got to kind of start fresh and implement a new software and really like start from the beginning. But in my current role doing payroll, 
it's just been really great, like learning about all the different compensation types, um, especially the last couple of years with COVID. Um, a lot of companies, including ours, has been really creative in the way that they're, I don't want to say incentivizing, but the way that they hire people, um, things like sign-on bonuses, retention bonuses. We had um, a supplemental earnings during COVID for like a year and a half for people that were still out in the field working directly with customers. Um, so learning how to do that, calculate it, take into account overtime with the supplemental pay. And it was uh, every, it felt like the last couple of years, like every week I was learning <laughs> a, new, a completely new thing. And it was just, it was just so nice to see all these like different ways and creative ways that the company was figuring out um, how to really like reward people for their loyalty, staying with new motion and really all the great things they do for the customers. So it's been really good to see that on the payroll side. And then also really good to be able to um, see it in the software side, like how to set it up um, in the system, make sure it's working properly, test it out a bunch of times and make sure that we can get everyone paid as much as we possibly can. <laughs> well, I can tell you as one who really enjoyed getting paid all the years that yeah. I worked uh, yeah. that while, you know, we go, Oh, personnel, Oh, payroll, oh, they're just a bunch of people. <laughs> I don't even know if it's they just have paperwork. I don't know if they have windows in their office. I don't know <laughs> if, you know, they're all kind of pale and sit in there all hunched over there. No, yeah. it's not like that. And you know, damn well, when, you open that, well, now electronic, you open mm -hmm. your file and it says, you know, you've having you, 13 cents is, mm -hmm. is off, you know, you like yep. fly through the roof. Who is it? Who are these people? They're cheating <laughs> yep. me of my 13 cents. Yep. And uh, so I, I, I really do believe it. It, uh, it is a crucial function in every kind of business. So it mm -hmm. always puts you in the catbird seat in that regard. And, and all these changes that you beautifully mentioned in, in the last few minutes flow back in through the payroll system mm -hmm. from the yep. software side, as well as the human side. Mm -hmm. And there you are. Uh, and, uh, and, the ha and happily learning. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. It's great. So back when you are in my class and I was uh, basically changing up the subjects, the experiences, remember those exercises and mm -hmm. the toys that we'd play with and the <laughs> films that I'd have us watch. I was always, always preparing you for what you just said. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And just developing that curiosity and like rewarding it was mm -hmm. so nice. Um, and I think that I am a naturally curious person. I like to ask a lot of questions. Um, if someone is like learning a new thing and I have nothing to do for the next hour, I'll, can I come sit with you? Can I like, can you send me the link to the webinar? Like I'm a uh, very, I don't mind putting myself out there and asking, um, if they say no, then that's okay too. I'll just find something else to learn over the next hour. <laughs> um, oh, man, that's sweet. That's sweet. But I, uh, I think that getting your curiosity rewarded for me is one of the best feelings ever if you just and it's one of those self-satisfaction too because now you just know something that you didn't know earlier and it's something that I can like stand a little higher knowing that I learned something today and it's just so fun <laughs> oh I love it in fact you know what we've what Peter said in that little clip 
uh, and we wrote about in the book on practice as a way of being a mm-hmm. digital book now available. <laughs> <laughs> what we what Peter called it was a reflective beginner. Mm-hmm. Now, there's different than being a beginner from scratch, which mm-hmm. you've been many times in your life, as all of us have. But what you just described with that hour that you had is that you're going to use it as a reflective person, meaning that you are going to bring that experience in, rummage around in your heart and mind about what it means, whether it's a webinar or a conversation with someone in production or shipping or whatever. And uh, that reflection is what helps us grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've recently started doing, um, well, I'm sure they've been doing it for a while, but recently my manager and I have started doing, um, they're called AAR meetings, so after action reviews. Sure. Um, I fondly refer to them as our pirate meetings, is our... <laughs> But I um, (laughs) you snuck it. You snuck in a joke in my podcast, and I'm supposed to be the funny one. Um, (laughs) After action review, very important. So our pirate meetings activity. Yeah. Yep. So we um, we have these meetings where we like talk afterwards after any like big thing that happens, Um, and I'm the one that has like the. Big ones are obvious. So like if we have a new acquisition or if we had like this huge department change or anything like that, um, we'll all have one on our calendar for the group that was working on it. Um, But I also like at any point, if there was just a really difficult payroll, I could just say, hey, can we have like a one on one um, to just go through like our wins, things that we can improve next time, Um, just some things that like some sometimes it's not a good time to come up with a new idea in the middle of running a payroll because <laughs> yeah, there's so many yeah. other priorities. Yeah. Um, so sometimes I'll just put it in my little notebook and I'll be like, okay, we'll talk on it at our one-on-one or our AAR meeting. Um, so then we have, uh, um, it's nice to have those like touch points and just be able to review. Cause I think a lot of the times I get, I start feeling burnt out when it's new project after new project after new project. And they just all start to feel like they're running together and that nothing Mm -hmm. ever ends. So our after action review really feels like a good stop point, a good review point, and then move on to the next thing instead of still feeling like there's something like kind of looming, like, over your shoulder um with something that's done unresolved undiscussed yeah. and 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 basically if you might that recall, closure back to the the my class my method there with the blackboard system mm-hmm. was to pose so many questions mm-hmm. you know questions questions every every piece of the module that we're in uh i usually had eight things mm-hmm. and, and eight sets of questions uh but it was partly to reinforce this idea of pause and think. Now, the answers to those questions were not what was said on page 12. Mm -hmm. In line six, it was, what did you think about that? Mm -hmm. What did you notice? Uh, What was missing? Mm -hmm. What was your experience with the team processing? And remember, you guys did an awful lot of teamwork in those Mm -hmm. classes. And here you are looking at after action review as something that acts as a... uh, a point of being able to reflect and ask questions and mm-hmm. get, get answers before things fly. Mm-hmm. 
I used uh, an example this morning. I'm really promoting this LinkedIn uh, thing that I put up there today because I thought it, I was out there playing golf afterwards. I thought, geez, Dave, that was pretty damn good. Because <laughs> I my practice is I pull up the clip and listen. Usually it's only a minute or two, and there'll be one from this conversation. And I think, hmm, what will I feature? So I start, I write up a little bit of the quote and then I start saying, what, what sense do I make of it? So to make it a lesson in three paragraphs, <laughs> the LinkedIn uh, limit um, and the readers, I mean, scrollers don't even want to stop sometimes mm -hmm. as, as we scrollers know, but I mean, here's something to stop and think about. I said, when, when I turned on the news this morning at eight, at 6 AM, the lead story was a catastrophic, catastrophic national freight train strike mm -hmm. that's going to do this horrible thing and that horrible thing. It's going to change the political dynamics. And, you know, oh, and I'm like 6 a.m. And I hadn't even drunk the first three sips of my coffee. Mm -hmm. And my wife says, what's going to happen? What's going to happen to our retirement fund? What's going to, will there be cat food for our cat, Billy? <laughs> and that was the one that scared me the most. Yeah. 20 years old or not, Billy can really make life miserable if that can of wellness is not in open and in her dish before <laughs> before 7 a.m. So anyway, then I said in this little clip of mine, a little writing, I said, but by 20 minutes of, of seven, about 40 minutes in, breaking news, the strike is settled mm -hmm. or the, a, a settlement has been reached through the White House. Like, whoa, that's how change is working now. Mm -hmm. And you talked about having one thing on another and another, another just coming at you. Yep. In your business, in your work. Well, it's also going on in your life. Yep. Uh, and and uh, we've heard and read a lot about uh, burnout. We've heard a lot about um, what we call the mass resignation effect the people in your age group are sort of mm -hmm. saying, I've had it. I don't want to do this to myself, Yep. but you seem very happy yeah. <laughs> both, both <laughs> at the job and in, in, in your, in your other, the rest of your life. How do you keep yourself so happy? Um, <laughs> I, one of the things that I, really pay attention to it. Like I was saying is burnout. Um, I think that we're all burnt out um, or very close to it. If we don't, especially if you don't pay attention to it. Yeah. And um, so I've done some work just to notice like certain habits that I start doing when I, and then I'm like, Oh, like I haven't made myself dinner. I've been doing a lot of takeout. Like is that because I'm burnt out? Like I'm doing too much at work, like mm -hmm. just kind of reflecting, um, like you mentioned before about little habits, like in your personal life, um, I think are really helpful. And then not only noticing when you're burnt out, because then you're like, oh, I have this problem. I don't know how to solve it. Mm -hmm. um, but also paying attention to those moments where you do feel good and reflecting. Um, I think a lot of people do those like grateful journals, but mm -hmm. um, I really like to see I, I really like to pay attention to when I'm feeling like engaged, when I'm feeling in, excited for the next thing, when I'm really looking forward um, and excited about what's coming. So 
I try to make sure that I have at least like one trip or like one really fun thing planned <laughs> that at the end of the day, I can always just resort to like thinking about my happy place. It's planned the tickets. I know what seat I'm sitting in on the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that having something like set in stone ahead of time is very yeah. helpful um, yeah. for me personally. I also think having like something creative to do, uh, whether it's like painting or whether it's, um, I don't know, just trying new things, <laughs> trying new things. things. And see, <laughs> yeah. And basically have developed more than one practice. Yeah. Yeah. Of- and just have fun. I mean, a lot of people like don't paint because they're like, oh, I'm a really bad drawer. It's like, well, have you seen, look at this painting. I mean, do you think that person was like a good drawer? Like you just have to put stuff on a canvas and, you know, just at the end of it, it's just to look back and say like, oh, I did something today from start to finish. I got it done and now I can appreciate it and look at it. And I think that noticing those things about yourself that make you feel good are is almost just as important of noticing when you are feeling burnt out because then you can start to put those things in your everyday life or at least once or twice a week to really avoid it in the first place. So I I know when I start getting takeout for dinner two or three nights in a row, I'm like, I need to do something (laughs) fun this weekend. (laughs) Where's the next trip to? Um, I'm going to visit my friend in Georgia. Um, the state in November, like right after Thanksgiving. That'll be nice. So, so yeah, I'm very say, excited. T- tickets are bought and it's something, yep. something yep. to look forward to. And during the, all the horrible months of the pandemic and yep. the shutdown, boy, you know, it, uh, we just couldn't find too many ways to do what yeah. you've just described. Yet, what I, again, I experienced, my wife did, we, we decided that, well, if we're going to be basically housebound, mm-hmm. then let's enjoy the the fact that we have each other, a roof over our head, mm-hmm. there's food coming through mm-hmm. the door, even though we took great risks to go get it. Um, yeah. And and we, we realized uh, what uh, how fortunate it was for us. Mm-hmm. We've been married now for 58 years to have uh-huh. another year. Wow. At the same time. Thank you. And yeah, at the same time, Peter uh, uh, succumbed, I think to COVID uh, uh, half a dozen other people in our age group that we knew did. I mean, wow. COVID ended them. It wasn't like now where they, because of the wonderful vaccinations that we maybe get something relatively mild. Mm-hmm. It was final and so it was yeah, a very gloomy time and yeah. uh, and so your your uh, pr- perspective on taking responsibility for your happiness is wonderful in fact i'm thinking boy there should be a a jesh, jesh mora podcast <laughs> oh, man. you simply just roll out some of those great tips oh <laughs> uh, maybe one day we'll see yeah, they could be. And that's another thing to try. It's, yeah. it's actually you get a headset and uh, spend a ton of money and you'll have a podcast <laughs> and you'll right. learn nothing back except you have a lot of fun meeting people yeah. or, or in our case, re- having a reunion. As we have only a minute or two left, um, it's been rocketing through on time yeah. here. Uh, do you have any questions or curiosities that you'd like to have me respond to? Um. I guess like from your perspective of like after talking to anyone or everyone or anyone, (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. is there anything that you 
kind of pick up as a theme besides your practicing is practice theme. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else that you pick up from your guests, your co-hosts, whatever you call us? I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, and pick up is the right word. It's, it's, um, it's, uh, absorption, if you mm-hmm. will, in a sense. Uh, I explained to someone very recently who was curious, uh, a person in my age group is because why 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 are we going to have a spontaneous conversation in a podcast instead of letting me prepare you know a bunch of notes and then interview me and I said well it's not an interview it's a, it's a, it's like a sketch hmm. I'm sketching you it's the best I can do in thirty some minutes <laughs> is if you were sitting in front of me and I had a charcoal to pen pencil and in on a blank screen i'd be looking at you and i would pick out not every detail i i would have an impression of you as a person and it would reflect your exterior but basically if i was really good as a sketch artist i would get a a a sense of your interior and Mm -hmm. this is what happens to me when I'm having conversations like I am with you. And then afterwards I sit and with this headset and I go through and I edit it just a little bit, you know, a few pauses here and there. And then uh, as I'm doing that, I'm thinking I'm getting more and more of a feel for what makes you tick, what makes you Jess uh, a special person and who isn't special, but you, you. your specialness comes through. I would not get that if we were doing a formal interview. Oh, mm-hmm. no, no. Tell us five things about the payroll yeah. world that we don't know. Uh, someone should ask you that. But uh, I'm more interested in what it's meant to you to have found the payroll location in a wonderful company that's doing very necessary things to help people mm-hmm. extend the quality of their lives. Uh, and you're happy about it. And you're going to Georgia after Thanksgiving. <laughs> yep. So I do those. I think of those as a, as a, now over well over 100 uh, of these sketches. What does that have to do with conjecturing about the nature of practice? One thing Peter and I agreed is that most people are in some sort of practice state by intention and by continuous effort. Mm-hmm. So there's no one who's less interesting than someone else even though some of them have very impressive titles and and resumes. But all of us are humans trying to uh, use the time we have in life uh, to the best advantage for others and ourselves. So there's plenty to learn there. But the uniqueness of each person is what makes the study of practice and practitioners different than what he and I would do when we're studying organizational levels Mm -hmm. of behavior. It's easier to make these macro views. I, I could read the uh, profile of, of uh, your company and I could show a, a case study on it. And it would be of, of interest, but what's, it would be very different than if I were trying to show a case study of just more. It, mm-hmm. would, it, would, it would not fly. It would not be who you are at this moment and what you're probably going to be even much more going forward. So, mm-hmm. yes, I'm very proud of you. Thank you. I'm really loved having a, a chance to 
sketch. <laughs> a yeah. little caricature. <laughs> not a, no, not one of the. <laughs> I got a caricature of me when I retired from when I had a, a, a big retirement event. Oh. Well, and it, I look at it. I can't put it on the screen now or I'll be using up more of the <laughs> listener's time. But it, it's. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> it's a caricature, but in your case, I think it's a it's a portrait. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it's been great talking to you. I appreciate you reaching out, and um, you know, it, it's always good to catch up and see how people are doing. It's been it's been almost a decade. It's been like eight years. Mm-hmm. So it's been enough time to see some difference in uh, people's paths at this point and see the momentum they got going so it, it's a good time to catch up uh, and the fast your the pace at which change is happening and you're running to stay up with it and get a little ahead of it mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure that I if I reconnect with you in a few months there'd be even more stories to tell and that's the fun of this work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Practice Podcast, where we discuss practice with a capital P. If you'd like to hear more, listen in on Spotify, Automatic, and Apple Podcasts, or go to anactionresearch.com slash podcast dash page. And if you'd like to learn more about social inaction and the nature of practice, head over to actionresearch.com for more information. Thank you for supporting this show. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Oh, and, and one more thing. How could I forget? The book On Practice as a Way of Being is available now in digital form, something that would be new, like podcasting to many of us. And it's a a great way of learning more and more about what this podcast presented when Peter Vale and I originated it several years ago. So please come to www.mylibrary, one word, dot world slash practice, and you'll see what I mean. Thank you.